Hello and welcome to the Crack and Banter podcast with me, Reese, and my co-host Luke. Luke, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Uh, thank you for having me on the Crack and Banter podcast. How are you this week? I'm also good, yeah. It's, uh, it's building up to Christmas now. It's getting closer and closer, isn't it? Getting there every, closer every day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like it's on the same day every year. True. Yeah, even <laughs> even at that, still, still every year you go... Oh, it's getting close now, isn't it? You still, every year you have that moment where you go, oh, it's really, it's really, it's crept up on us this year, or yeah. whether it's going fast or slow or whatever. Uh, for some reason, something that surprises you every year. To be fair, it really has actually creeped up this year. I sort of <laughs> felt like I was around Halloween and I blinked and now it's mid-December. I think to be fair, it's gotten, it's snuck up really quickly on me because I actually got all my Christmas shopping done really early, so I wasn't doing that to put me in the mood. I had mm. revisions, so I was completely focused on that. I'm done now. I finished <laughs> my exams yesterday. Very good. And I just I, I haven't bothered putting up any Christmas decorations in my flat because I'm going back home, so I mean, I wouldn't have been getting there <laughs> for very long. So it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm not like, I really like Christmas. I just have not really done. The, honestly, these podcasts have been the most Christmassy thing I've done. <laughs> I, I, it's a, a weird stage in my life where one of the things I now get most excited about for the festive period is that the supermarkets start stocking their Christmas lunch foods. Like I, most <laughs> places, it, they do the same one as the turkey trimmings sandwich. Right. Get, I think it's like turkey stuffing, some sort of cheese. I think some places do brie. If they do brie, that's even better. Brie is so good in sandwiches and cranberries. I, I Very good. like cranberries, but for some reason, whenever way they do the cranberries, cranberries for those sandwiches, they're so good. It's like, I mean, <laughs> everywhere does that sandwich, basically. It's always fantastic. That is, that is pretty good, yeah. Up to Christmas and you get the, the festive, uh, as you say, like the meals and the everyone starts doing festive drinks and specials for whatever. It's always mm. um, always quite nice. That's, that does feel quite Christmassy, actually. You're right. Uh, yeah, yep. I'm I'm pretty finished with my shopping as well. Pretty much finished it today, actually, just before this. So I'm feeling feeling Christmassy enough because I had a Christmassy day today. So uh, I'm excited to get into it. But other than that, it's it definitely has been a weird one this year. Just with like it's weird when you're not in school because I mean we've been out of school for a couple of years now. But like last year it was COVID, and the year before we had only just left school and stuff. So this is like the first year where it feels like properly out of school and really busy doing other stuff that you're like it's a real a real grown-ups christmas this year actually i just got kept thinking it's the only place i don't like their christmas night well it's not that i don't like it the only place it feels like a disappointment is starbucks start their christmas uh menu on saturdays i like to go for uh i know it's not healthy i like to go and get like a frappuccino Nice. every friday just as a treat and basically some milkshake but uh they change it they do they they their autumn menu is running longer and longer every year so you get it from like the start of october pumpkin spice from the start of october into the end of november problem right. is that the pumpkin spice is, is way nicer than anything they do on the christmas menu which is bad. <laughs> But it's like it's kind of disappointing because like the start of december means there's no more pumpkin spice till next autumn that is that is fair. One of the one of the sadder things about Christmas, I suppose, is um seeing seeing that that fade. It's uh, winter, isn't it? It's the 
the death of everything natural and and pumpkin spice <laughs> those yeah. those things start to fade out as the as the colder months come in and D everything's jingle bells yeah and then this is the only months of happy winter because january and february really sad winter you know it's yeah. amazing that the longest months of the year uh actually comes to the least days <laughs> <laughs> there's not a single year february does not feel like a slog at least with january you sort of at least maybe count the first handful of days because you're still at the tail end of festivities doing the stuff for new year's day and stuff but february pancake day is literally the only good thing in february <laughs> yeah there's sometimes there's a little a little positive moment uh, in February sort of on the 27th or 28th when you remember that there's no more of February left and that's that's usually the only nice surprise you get in February is remembering how short it is all of a sudden yeah. and then you and can so, think oh yes finally it's over and some cruel cruel person said it every four years now you have to suffer an extra day <laughs> of February true and who who ever knows when it's a leap year no one <laughs> so you don't even see it coming you go oh damn it it's a leap year. Only one more day. It's on the even years, but it's, it's never actually on the even year that you're in. Like if you're in an even year, so we'll be in an even year in 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, it never feel. It never ends up being that year. Like, <laughs> but it's gonna happen at some point. But it just never does. Maybe <laughs> this is a leap year. I have no idea. Mm. I feel like. Oh no, last year I think is the leap because I think are the leap years the same years as the Olympics happens? I want to say they are. So that would be my, my but that uh, but then so that should have been last year, but then the Olympics happened this year. So I think well, I don't, I don't think they moved I don't think they moved the leap year the to coincide with the Olympics. <laughs> oh, they should have though, because that would have been one day less of 2020. They should have done that. God, do that would have been great. There is zero reason why you can do that. I'd, I'd, as long as there's only one every four years, it doesn't matter when you have the leap year. That's what they should do. Yeah. Every four years, they, they roll a dice and it's it's like a four-sided dice and it's on that day or it's on that year of the four-year gap. So like some, so you actually have no idea. And then they just sort of let you know on the 28th. They're like, by the way, tomorrow is the 29th. <laughs> so suck it. That would be good. Yeah. That would be a good system. Yeah, it's a way to spice up February at least. I assume most people know, but just case people don't know, the reason we have leap years is because the year is actually not exactly 365 days. It's 365 days and six hours. So you yeah. just, instead of having to do four hours in the on the last day of the year and then saying, okay, that's the year over. What, what oh, do you could do? you they imagine? Just... Could you imagine if New Year's Eve was four hours longer? That would be the absolute worst. Six hours, sorry, six hours. Did I say four hours? Oh, yeah, sorry, six hours. It's, yeah. it's six hours, it's six hours. Because it, times four is 24, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's no. literally the only reason we have a leap year. So it doesn't actually matter when you, which year you have, as long as you only have one in a set of four years. Yeah. Uh, the only people who would suffer if, if you decide to change the last minute is the calendar makers. Mm-hmm. But you just you just put it in as you just make all of them twenty nine, but like a question mark on that one. <laughs> Will there be oh, an yeah. extra day? Mm. Actually, talking about calendars, Lincoln Bio for the crack and bunter naked charity calendar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, some some year, some year we will do absolutely do that. <laughs> we have to get um, a bit bigger. The, the, the podcast that is the podcast. We need to get a bit bigger. 
Oh, uh, dear. What a tangent. We've not even gotten to the news yet. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the news of the week. A um, couple of big things this week. Well, big-ish things. A uh, couple of trailers. Honestly, I didn't see that many of them. Um, bits and pieces, some like second trailers of things. What we did get was a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, featuring everyone's favourite character, Knuckles, played by Idris Elba, uh, which we talked about a little while ago whenever that was announced on the podcast. Um, but we got a trailer for the second Sonic movie. Did you watch this trailer, look, or did you see any clips no. from it? No, because I haven't seen the first Sonic movie, so I thought mm. the complexities of the story would be lost on me. That is fair. Yeah, you wouldn't. You might not understand <laughs> the characters fully without having seen uh, Sonic the Hedgehog one. Um, it it looks it looks fine. I really I enjoyed the first Sonic uh, movie. I thought it was pretty pretty fun and and lighthearted. There wasn't really, as you say, there's not exactly much to it, but I, I I had fun with it. I enjoyed myself. It was quite a breeze it is an absolute blessing to me whenever a movie comes out now that isn't two plus hours long uh, i will i will watch anything any movie that's less than two hours now it seems so nice when a movie comes out that's only like an hour 30 it's the it's the best i i couldn't care what it is it's just so good movies are so long now it's ridiculous and i've i've had enough of it i, I need shorter movies so uh Honestly, I, I quite enjoyed myself seeing that first Sonic movie. And this one, it looks it looks pretty fun as well. We got Teals, we got Knuckles, Eggman's back, and he looks even more like the uh like the original from the video games. So I think it's gonna be fun. I uh I, I like Ben Schwartz as Sonic I, and Idris Elba as Knuckles will pretty much never not be funny. So uh I'm 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 gonna see this. Like I think it'll be a bit of fun and just seeing seeing those characters. <laughs> Is it, is it, or whatever is he just Elba doing an American accent or is he doing his uh Lufa accent? Uh, it, I think it was an American accent, it <sighs> certainly wasn't his British accent, but it, it did. It was, it was a, a bit of a weird one though. It wasn't exactly like it, it didn't sound super Idris Elba, like it wasn't a hundred, he wasn't really leaning into that classic uh voice. So I think it actually was, was quite different. Like I didn't recognize it instantly, I only knew because obviously we had talked about it but um it wasn't like super super idris elba classic you know um, well, but maybe that's a good thing it's good it's an american audience mostly so they i mean they'll know him more from the wire and the office than the yes. but, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i i it just i mean it's like every british actor here's an american accent just does a generic american accent yeah. whereas yeah his actual voice is so iconic for british uh, viewers yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the problem with this movie now is people will have some level of expectations. I, I mean, I talked to people around the time the first one was released, and all of them just went, said, "Oh yeah, we're going to see the Sonic movie." Got zero expectations for it, and they all <laughs> yeah. expected it to be absolutely awful. And they all came out and went, "That movie was actually pretty good." It's, they were almost annoyed because they. I actually remember <laughs> specifically one person I was talking to. He wanted to go to the film. Because he wanted to see a bad film so that him and his friend could rip the piss out of it. And then <laughs> it was actually good. And he was he really, didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> really threw him for a while. So yeah, I he think he wanted to like heat watch something and then it was ruined. He had to go and see a good film instead. Raging. Raging. Yeah. People don't have yeah, some level sorry. of expectation for it. And last thing I don't know. This isn't even specifically with the movie. I know, I know in the movie they are the same person 
because they're being played by the same actor. Uh, but our doctor is Eggman and Doctor Robotnik the same person? Nothing that I've played in Sonic games or the old Sonic TV show ever seemed to make it really that clear whether they were the same person or not. I'm pretty sure they're the same person. I don't know why specifically, like what the reference is, why if certain people call him Eggman and certain people call him like his actual name is Dr. Robotnik or if it's elaborated on at any point. It, I don't think the Sonic games are that much based on, on story, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure people out there know all of the lore and can probably uh, talk for hours about the, the subtle differences. But as far as I know that it's the same person, um, but I don't know why he has two names. I guess, I guess Bowser was called King Koopa, wasn't he at one point as no, well? No, because no, King Koopa and Bowser were two different characters. Right. I mean, okay. Uh, Bowser sort of like superseded King Koopa because I mean Bowser is also the king of the Koopas. But I mean, I I am pretty sure Bowser and King Koopa weren't ever actually one in the same. I think right. King Koopa was an invention for the animated Mario TV show, which will which was a bit of a trip. Uh, I mean, <laughs> all I can ever remember is there was one episode where bird is the word uh, play. I had like a box set of them. I would yeah, loads yeah. of episodes. They all wow. sort of just meshed into one. Yeah, I, I could imagine a show like that becoming pretty, uh, a little bit seamy. Um, no, the, the only thing I wanted to say about the new Sonic movie is I just wish or, or hope somewhere someone has uh, done designs for Tails and Knuckles uh, that would be in line with, do you remember the original Sonic design from the first, the very first Sonic oh, yeah. trailer they put out that was absolutely terrifying and everyone hated? I just, oh, I, I would love to see the universe where that never got fixed, but they still made this second movie and Knuckles and Tails were designed <laughs> the same way, just with that horrifying man face. Uh, on on Sonic, that was just terrifying. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you search um, Sonic the Hedgehog original design or or original trailer, it is terrifying. There was they had to re basically redo the entire movie and reanimate Sonic to make him look better, and he he looked a million times better in the in the end result. And the Knuckles and Tails designs for this look great as well. Um, but oh, I would love to see just those horrible, terrifying versions of, of designs, those nightmare creatures. Um, man, that would be so funny. But equally, I'm, I'm pretty glad that the design was fixed and that this actually looks like it might be uh, good fun for a movie. But we will we will see. I think it'll kind be of, fine, probably. Kind of disappointing that we didn't get this movie, this movie series back in like the 80s, like we got the Super Mario Bros movie because you know back then they wouldn't have been able to CGI Sonic so it would have either been a hedgehog painted blue that uh, that they added like a voiceover yeah, I don't remember what it's called but you know the movie where it's like two cats and a do- two dogs and a cat try to make their way across America back home uh, no <laughs> I, it's it, it's 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 a well known movie I've not made this movie I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get the name for it yeah some I think it's maybe called Long Way Home um. But yeah, that movie they used real animals and then just like overlaid like voice voiceover for the voice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, one of two options. Either if that movie was me in the eighties, you'd either gotten Sonic painted blue with a voiceover <laughs> like that, or would have been a guy painted blue with like some bristles at it. 
I, 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 think, I feel like that would have been much more entertaining. <laughs> I think I think those are both wrong. Look, I think it would have been Mario Brothers style. He wouldn't have even been a hedgehog. It would have just been like a man dressed in blue called Sonic who was fast. And like it never would have been elaborated on. He would have had like maybe a hat that had spikes on it or a helmet that had spikes sort of in the shape of Sonic. And he would have worn like the shoes. But it just for some reason he just would have not been a hedgehog even though that's literally part of sonic's name uh i think it just because that mario brothers movie is just insane just absolutely insane the characters are ridiculous they're they they do not look anything like how they're meant to look i don't know what i don't know why they decided to do that an absolute fever dream i think it would have just been like a little man with a blue jumpsuit on and a spiky helmet i think is far more likely well, you, you know the theory how getting 0% in a test comprised entirely of true or false questions is the same yeah. as getting 100%? Yeah. If you look at that Super Mario Bros movie, the <laughs> fact they did every single thing wrong makes me think it was almost intentional. Yeah, sort of a, a producer's style. Um, they had to make an awful movie and to, to I don't know, claim some, some money back or whatever. Uh, I'll add the producers. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe we can dream. Uh, listen, the last piece of news I have, pretty cool, pretty exciting. Um, so there's been a lot of talk recently, uh, without spoiling anything, about the MCU and the Marvel Netflix shows. There's been, I mean, pretty much since those Netflix shows got cancelled, people have been talking about whether or not, um any of those characters or actors were going to return in the the main MCU. They're kind of, it was always loosely set in the MCU, but there was never much crossover. And we, we've talked a little bit about um, Kingpin and stuff before uh, and how there was some maybe illusions uh, that he might reappear and, and same with some other characters too that have made appearances twice or some actors and stuff that have been in both. So it's been a bit of like gray area as to what Marvel's actually going to do. But uh, Kevin Faggy actually this week came out and confirmed that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is in the MCU, that that character does exist within the MCU and will be returning at some point to the MCU, which is a pretty big, crazy announcement, especially to like just drop as an announcement and to not make it, you know, not put it in a trailer or in, in a show or a movie or whatever. Um, I think that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I wonder, is it just something to to keep the fans going before spider-man comes out so that no more leaks happen this is just some news so that people don't keep speculating about what can go on but i think that's very cool i i think of all the characters i think charlie cox daredevil has been the most uh the one that the fans kind of want to reappear the most he's an absolute favorite for that character and i don't think many people uh could do much better as daredevil i'm sure there are lots of great actors but everyone kind of loved charlie cox in that role and i think everybody nobody wants anybody else you know so i think that's a really good uh really good decision and i'm, I'm pretty excited to then see him in whatever he happens to appear in next still some rumors of him being in spider-man no way home but who who knows anything anymore uh about that movie because it's insane but um i'm hoping for Yes, some some Daredevil appearances in something. I don't mind what it is, but that is very, very cool to me. I'm really excited to see that character again. It could be a short appearance. Like, I know people theorize since 
Peter Parker is now in legal trouble <laughs> going yeah. into No Way Home because yeah, Mysterio framed him for his murder. Um, yeah. It may just be a scene where he ends up in the law offices of Matt Murdock. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that would be a pretty cool way to do it. To be fair, I think they were always going to bring them back in some guys. I mean, when they did that in 2018, they iced all the series. It was... It, 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 it did seem like it was because they were going to... They wanted to move them over to Disney+. Plus. I mean, if they had no intention of using them, they probably would have just been happy enough to keep taking the paychecks from Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so that would indicate to me that they did intend to bring them back. I mean, I think you're right. Daredevil is the biggest name of uh, the group of characters closely followed by the Punisher advert. So I, I think he was always going to come back. But unfortunately, I could see some of the rest of them sitting on the bench for a bit. I mean, yeah, Iron Fist, uh, I think, could be done well, but I don't think anyone's dying to see him because, I mean, his series wasn't that well received. And I think... Uh, I just think some of the other ones, you know, it's going to be difficult to find them a, a home necessarily. I mean, yeah, compared with who, with who's been getting series, I mean, I'm not sure I could see at this point in time Luke Cage or Jessica Jones being given the airtime for their own series because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of characters queuing up, you know, to get their TV series on Disney yeah. Plus. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, I think we'll get um, Daredevil. We're definitely going to get Kingpin back. The question as well is going to be Vincent D'Onofrio. And I think I would expect Punisher to come back pretty soon just because, I mean, he's, you can sort of stick him in anywhere. And he's just enduringly popular. I mean, he yeah. could end up actually, a few of these characters could actually end up in the Deadpool, um, next Deadpool movie. Whenever I was that just thinking that being. actually, yeah, when you mentioned Punisher, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, no, definitely. I agree. I, I, liked i think all of the actors in those shows i think all of them did did a good job i i wouldn't feel the need to replace the actor and bring the character back it's more just a question of bringing the character back at all anytime soon as you say i think it, it would be hard to find a home for all of them now especially when like it's certainly in the style they've done them already you know and i think if you want to if you want to bring them back in a completely new and different way they probably need to be on the bench a little bit longer otherwise there will be that you know, if you want to bring Iron Fist back and do a crazy kung fu movie, that's that's pretty cool. But if you bring that back in like a totally new style, people will be wondering if it's is this the same guy from that Netflix show? Is this because it looks completely different and it feels completely different? I don't understand if it's the same thing or if this is a reboot or what it is. And I think Marvel has like enough crazy stuff going on at the minute to explain to fans with like the magic and the multiverse and all this stuff that probably bringing back characters and changing them up isn't something they need to concern themselves with right now. I think there's definitely enough there to, to work on and, and sort of chew the fat a bit before, um, before you need to worry about that. But yeah, Daredevil can certainly, I think, kind of slot right in. I think that's a strong enough character and a, a very strong performance that I think it'll, it'll definitely work with, uh, within the MCU. So I'm excited for that, whether it's him coming back for his own series or, uh, or movie, or if it's just him making some appearances and other stuff, I, I'm happy either way. Matt Murdock or Daredevil, I think that's that's a pretty pretty cool pick. So, I'm excited about that for well, sure. With TV, the one I've not really heard anything about, and they're not it wasn't one of the Netflix ones, but I mean, 
I've not heard head or tail about anything happening with Ghost Rider since uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended, uh, which is surprising because I don't think people realise Ghost Rider, it, at least for sort of the Earth-based characters, is very high tier. Ghost Rider yeah. is incredibly hard to kill and is very powerful, but I've not heard anything about him coming back since then. Yeah, and uh, a super I, popular character. It's weird now because there's kind of near so many of the fans now are fans that have been made fans because of the MCU. And like, I, I am as well. That was how I started getting into these characters mainly. Um, but knowing bits and pieces from the comics as well and knowing some of the history, it's so weird because the the Avengers characters really weren't Marvel's like biggest guys, you know, sort of... Uh, the the Hulk was pretty pretty popular. Captain America and Iron Man, popular like definitely popular characters. But the Avengers wasn't their big team. You know, the Fantastic Four and the X Men were the big sellers. They were Marvel's hottest property. That's why Marvel owned the rights in the first place to make those movies because they they had no money and they had sold all the rights to their popular characters. So they had sort of these B and C list uh, characters left to actually make movies with. So it's weird when you think about, yeah, Ghost Rider and uh, some of these characters that they have, Punisher definitely be one as well, that are like, in terms of the comics before the movies and, and TV shows and all of that, these were like some of their biggest characters. These were the characters that everybody loved and everybody knew who they were. And now they're taking a real sideline to like Hawkeye, you know, <laughs> which is just a, a guy who shoots bows and arrows who people were kind of like, oh yeah, he's in the Avengers, I guess. Or like, rocket raccoon and stuff you know these really bizarre characters that people never knew who they were but now it's sort of it's the ones who have been in a movie and the ones who haven't um yeah and i just that's that's pretty interesting i say bring nicholas cage back as ghost rider um it's the obvious choice but you know i i, I don't make the rules that's just my that's just my pick i could definitely see there being a ghost rider joke joke uh, related to spider-man the war in the next spider-verse <laughs> that would uh, be good but yeah i mean you're right i mean sort of the paradigm for uh who the big characters was has shifted a bit i mean the only one you could say has really reclaimed their place at the top of the bill would be spider-man yeah uh, but i mean last thing i'll say but it goes right i mean I, i'm not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was good. I'm not having a go at it, but the fact Feige was happy to let them have Ghost Rider Mm -hmm. uh, showed that, to be honest, there probably wasn't, at least back then, there wasn't any long-term plan for him coming back into the MCU. Yeah, yeah. And I've not heard anything about that changing. And it's just surprising to me because, you know, he fits into what I would describe as sort of uh being a modern superhero and that he operates got a in motorbike the gray area it's i'm pretty he's pretty some of his stories are pretty dark so as all yeah. i'm just kind of surprised there's not been anything else about him i mean back yeah. in the day because i mean he got two movies he was a big enough name in the superhero world to front movies but now you would even kind of be surprised to hear about a Ghost Rider-led TV series. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also, though, I think you have to remember that obviously all the people making these decisions are 
real people <laughs> you know uh, it's a it's a room full of people and it's a mix of probably producers who maybe don't know much about the comics or the characters themselves but can look at money and can look at the Ghost Rider movies and go okay people don't really like these that's what they associate with the characters I don't really think we we've got much to do with this character at the minute and then you've got other people who are the fans of the comics or your people like Kevin Feige who care about these things who care about Marvel and and sort of the direction of the characters and the actual way it looks but they're going to have characters they like and characters they don't like as much and characters they don't really care about so it could be a similar thing where the producers don't see a need to have Ghost Rider in because of the last movies the way they were accepted and then maybe the other uh, the other people on the board are like yeah I'm not a, I'm not a big Ghost Rider fan I don't really mind you know compared to the characters that it's like oh I absolutely love Spider-Man that's my favorite character I want to make this movie and make it perfect you know and, and do it justice but if, if no one really cares about Ghost Rider and then the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guys are like oh I like Ghost Rider could I use that character and fact is like yeah I don't I don't care you know I guess you have to remember these people probably have their favorites and things they want to use and things that they don't care about which is kind of weird because you don't you don't think about them as being real people <laughs> here's, here's, a, here's a good question for you you can uh if you could pick one um marvel character or one dc character and give them their own movie that uh that don't currently have a movie in the current respective universes so i mean you could you could say Fantastic Four here. I mean, they are getting their own movie, but you get what I mean. So you can pick one. Uh, I'll go first. I'll say I would love either a new Spawn movie or a Booster Gold movie. I, I don't, Booster Gold is no name recognition, but I find the concept of his character so funny. I think he could honestly be, well, Lobo's usually called DC's Deadpool, but I think Booster Gold could almost fill that niche. Oh, yeah. they're quite funny r-rated comedic movie yeah yeah uh definitely that is good um oh that was a tough question uh dc i i'm a big i'm a big jason todd fan so i could i could definitely watch like a red hood movie obviously doing that you're kind of you're you're forced to also use batman if you're gonna do that yeah. but um i i like jason todd a lot i could definitely see red hood or something to that effect i guess equally with that um like a teen titans movie would be pretty cool there's uh i know we've got like teen titans go and stuff but um a live action teen titans would be cool i i like i like robin a lot so any of the robins really uh to come back for dc marvel is kind the... of a tough one my my first pick was going to be miss marvel but she's getting her tv show so but that would that was always my one like before before that show was coming out that was one that i was always really really uh wanting so beyond that um i don't i don't really i don't know off the top of my head that was a good question though there is there is a live action Teen Titans TV series. Yeah, I know. Actually, I I I've watched the first two seasons. I quite like it. There's a new season out. I just haven't uh, haven't got around to it yet. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, the second season was was fine. I I enjoyed it, but it's one that I'll probably I'll come to when I've got nothing to watch. You know. But uh, I I do like it. Those characters are fun and silly. Um, and I I like the TV show, but a lot of people really don't like it. But I think it's kind of a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh. Um, well, uh, so. I'll I'll stand by you with uh, liking things that Teen Titans fans don't like because I I have to admit for a kids show I find Teen Titans Go very funny. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teen Titans Go is it's probably the it's, best. That's probably the best 
Teen Titans adaptation, to be fair. It's so self-aware. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, I think there was an episode where they go on the internet and find out how much everyone hates them. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That is very good. I think that's why sort of it like you don't have to be a kid to watch it as well. Those are the jokes that like that make kids shows funny, I think. Um definitely just very lighthearted and silly and it knows exactly what it is and it's not trying to be anything it's not. And I I appreciate that in literally anything. Something that's just not trying too hard is kind of they're always the best movies or shows or anything. It's something that just isn't isn't trying to force anything, you know. They're they're the easiest to watch and I enjoy that a lot. And um, I liked that question a lot though. Look, I think we could I think there's an episode in that almost um that we could definitely come back to if, if I had some time to think about it, because that is very fun. But we've talked about news for ages there actually. So we'll uh we'll jump into our topic and uh, while we still have time. Um <laughs> it, <laughs> it's it's a Christmas season, in case you've missed it somehow, <laughs> in case it snuck up on you, uh the way it has with us. Um We've been doing a few Christmas episodes the last couple of weeks, and we have got another one for you this week. Coming up to the end of the, the whole year, actually, but uh, as it's getting closer and closer to Christmas, we have a, a very nice Christmas episode today. We talked about movies, we talked about TV shows, but now we're just, we're just going to talk about Christmas itself and, and the festive cheer and holiday spirit that everybody has around Christmas. Some of you will remember in the summertime, we did a best summer ever episode where we talked about all the things we love about summer and and if we were to mash those all into one day how would we make the the perfect summer uh, so we're going to do the same thing with christmas and um, along with like a couple of different things because I, I feel like there's a few things on christmas that are a given but um we're we're gonna definitely get into our some of our favorite aspects about christmas and, and christmas day and how give you a bit of a guide as to how to have the perfect christmas uh in terms of what me and look like so you could have the perfect christmas with us it might not be good for you but listen this is a crack and banter christmas and um and that's that's the perfect christmas really so look when it comes to christmas do do you have anything kind of as a just an overarching rule before we get into anything specific just about the day itself what what do you think christmas is all about that's a, maybe a bit of a deep question but uh, as it comes to when it comes to the whole day is you is there anything that you think oh you need to be doing this or having this on or whatever kind of as a general rule uh well it was a bit different now but i remember sort of the way we did things when it was uh smaller uh, it was it was always the presence from santa so to speak were before church then once you went you went to church and then after church uh you got your non-alcoholic champagne it's it's not alcoholic champagne obviously but and your or your obviously. non-alcoholic bucks fizz and then you opened the presents from like uh like all the other presents uh just like your presents your parents open their presents and stuff like that yeah uh only difference now is after church we we just do well, there's no Santa presents anymore, so we don't open we, any presents from before uh, before church. We go home and do that. And yes, uh, Bucks Fizz, uh, and then dinner around four uh, after that. No, there's not really any rules. We always used to watch, me and what we always used to watch in terms of the Christmas TV was uh, Doctor Who, but that's not on Christmas Day anymore. 
but yeah, after that, there's not really that many hard and fast rules. Um, past few years, obviously, we've not been like visiting family for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, you just maybe threw away one or two visits to different family members on yeah. Christmas Day, but I, I feel like honestly, my family has a much more casual Christmas Day than a lot of people <laughs> do. I, like a lot of people. You know, the, they almost forget to enjoy themselves because they got a whole list of things they need to do because it's Christmas yeah. Day. And I yeah. think the most important thing, really, uh, after relig- after the religious side, obviously, uh, people have different opinions on that. That's that, that's life. But I mean, after that, I think the most important part of Christmas Day is it's a holiday. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, no, I would definitely agree. I think sort of me and my family are are quite full out at Christmas, but um. And we will have those lists of things that we we want to do. But we're always like, I think we're always quite aware of making it things that we want to do and not things we have to do. And we sort of, we will we'll aim to do a lot of that stuff kind of around Christmas or just in December generally when it comes to like watching movies or going and doing a certain thing or whatever it happens to be. There'll be things that we, we want to do and we try to do. But uh, on the actual on christmas day itself it's very much just do whatever you feel like in the moment my uh the only thing i i sort of try to aim to do on christmas day for myself and i i try to encourage my family to do it as well is to just not not to stay off my phone but just to try to not use my phone constantly and especially to not like disappear off to my room all day and and i try to make sure everybody doesn't uh you know disappear off too quickly um you know between presents and, and dinner and sitting down and doing whatever it's though I think those little in-between times are like nice little moments to do stuff uh so that's my always like my feeling to to the day is to like unless you're going to do something specific obviously but if you're not d- going to do anything try to not uh, just disappear and sit in your room and watch youtube and um, because I know I am I'm te- uh I want to do that but not not on Christmas so that's that's my only thing is like try to try to spend a bit of time doing something you know just so that you you've done something on the day but equally yeah trying to not not force yourself not be like oh we have to have fun come on because <laughs> i don't think anyone's ever had fun that way to <laughs> to be honest um but that's 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 it for me very much as you say a uh, relaxed approach kind of makes it nice and easy and and is a bit more a bit more christmasy really isn't it uh so- when we when was yeah, the last right. time you uh, had the Christmas Day game of Monopoly? Uh, just FYI, I'm the reigning Christmas Day Monopoly champion. My family, I think the last time we did it was like 2017, 18. Very I nice. uh, played quite possibly one of the flukiest games of Monopoly you'll <laughs> ever see, but that doesn't go down the records. All that goes down is, in history is that big fat dub next to my name. <laughs> Very good. See, my my family, not all, we're we're pretty much split, almost 50-50, dead on, liking and hating Monopoly. Uh I quite like it, and my brother and one of my sisters quite like it. Uh, and then the other the other three, I think uh, my older sister's pretty nonplussed, but my parents really, really hate it. Um and just not like in a hate it get angry way, just to find it so so boring to play. So we really don't play it often. And I think especially at Christmas, they're like anything but this. <laughs> let's let's not play this because it's just, I think to them, it's like a bit of a waste of time of, of the day. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if we've ever played it on Christmas or not. I feel like we're bound to have tried it once because 
it is tradition to get angry at but i would say if we did there's no way we finished it so uh maybe maybe five or six years ago and i would say it was a, a half finished game of monopoly um but we do we are definitely big board game players uh on on christmas so we're uh usually it's usually some form of trivia based game um and i will absolutely just dub after dub on those because my my family sucks at trivia so i am uh <laughs> i'm definitely uh highest on that leaderboard but th- sometimes we'll do other games and i suck at them as well so i'm uh i can't brag too much but trivia is the only thing i have and then i'll play a trivia game with you and i'll look like a moron because for anyone who doesn't know uh look is quite possibly the best person at trivia i know it's ridiculous um so i feel like i'm good at trivia and then i'll talk to you and i seem like a moron so it's a it's give and take really <laughs> you gotta take the highs and the lows i think well you, you have been from it before you use me as your phone a friend anytime you yeah any game with that yeah a, which is completely sure. unfair when i'm <laughs> already winning at a game and then i phone look to answer like the the two questions that i don't know the answer to it's a it does seem a bit a bit mean but equally i want to get them right you know i want to win I don't feel that bad about it, <laughs> but that's, yeah, you see, that's Christmas. You see this nonsense some people give you about any game. It's like, oh, it's taking part in having fun. No, it's about winning. It's about yeah. having the most smug look on your face possible. Yeah, it's a board you game. You don't learn anything from the journey of the yeah. of a board game. The The point How of you... a board game isn't the friends you met, made along the way. It's I... it's winning. It's a board you... game. It's not that enjoy... serious. The only good thing about it is win. Yeah, how do you enjoy any game if you don't make someone feel like crap whilst you're playing it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the point is the the point of the game is taking part and winning, or taking part and losing if you're a loser. And I guess that's just and that's the that's the rules. That's the rules of the world, and that's the rules of board games as well. And listen, maybe maybe this wasn't the time to the time or place you wanted to learn that lesson. But you'll be the all the better off for having learned it here on the Kraken Banter Christmas special. <laughs> that's, that's the rules. But uh, listen, that that is that is board games. I think it's the best way to play is competitively because it's a bit it's a bit boring to play a board game and be like, we'll not keep track of points. What are you doing? What are you even playing? At that point, you're just asking questions. What was this conversation? The game? No, no, no. I want intense questions and answers about things in the world. Maybe TV shows. I always do good on movies and TV shows. Uh, or, you know, facts about wheels or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Give me random facts. That's what Christmas is about. But I don't know. Each to their own, I suppose. But board games is, is a massive one for me. Do you have a, a particular board game you really like to play at Christmas? Obviously, you, you said Monopoly, but more recently is there something that you think is like an essential christmas game or just a good one to play at christmas i like playing trivial pursuit obviously yeah. <laughs> uh no board game but it's kind of like the modern board game is games you play on uh video games i have to admit a good game of just stands when everyone's in the mood is very entertaining yes for sure for sure uh yeah just dance any any of like the wii games are, are pretty good they're you know they're i think they're very suited to christmas and playing with the the family and stuff they're always pretty simple games that everyone can pick up pretty easily 
Um, that's definitely a, a good one. Oh. Just crack out the way. So, bit of Mario so, Kart is always good. Yeah, so funny though. Like, I mean, 15 years ago, the Wii was first released, but like, because everyone was so amazed by the time they launched, I remember back in the day, everyone had a go at the different Wii stuff. So you had people who in their 80s, you'd never looked at a video game in their life yeah. playing tennis. Yeah. <laughs> the Wii were, uh, that, that's the sort of thing. I was real ever get anything like that again. Uh, no. and the only thing I might do is virtual reality. I think most people want to go at that, but like I was, that was a very entertaining period of time. Yeah, I mean, everyone's so. It still impresses me, to be fair, but everyone's so impressed by the Wii when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, I know, just crazy. Um, but yeah, any of those games are so fun at Christmas. Um, I definitely agree with that. Any any kind of trivia board game and any kind of uh up and active game like the Wii stuff, especially as you say, when everyone's in the mood is is so funny um i like oh, any of those sorts of games like uh heads up and those kind of ones like those guessing games are always pretty good at christmas especially any of the ones that are just chaotic i think heads up is good um any of those just fast-paced ones that are absolute chaos that that's pretty that's a pretty good one at christmas if you've got like a, a few people at the house absolutely gold i i tell you what actually i couldn't even tell you that stuff played it but you see Jenga, I think Jenga, when you get oh, yeah. into it, must be the closest a regular person feels to being a bomb dif- disposal expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is what it feels like. Jenga, oh, I love a bit of Jenga as well. Very good. See, board games, I mean, I'm like, a, I'm, me and you both, I think, are pretty big board game fans. And I, I guess Jenga does kind of qualify as a board game. Any games like that, just, just wonderful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are... Christmas is such a good opportunity to play those games and I, I love playing games like that so it's always nice when it gets to Christmas and everyone actually is in the mood to, to play a game is um always great so what about listen we got a couple of small ones and then there's some some big ones we got to get to but now I suppose we're, we're both older now so I'm interested to hear what what's your kind of go-to for the the morning of Christmas and and the present opening you talked about it a bit there but are you like a first thing in the morning got to get straight up for christmas or i mean i know uh, when it's not christmas you're certainly not an early riser but when, when it comes to christmas are you up and at him or uh, is it still still a pretty chill morning routine for you i, I just sleep normally now on christmas <laughs> and honestly yeah I, I used to wake up early but i was never able to get up that early because my parents were always sort of like i can't remember what the exact time was but it's probably like do not wake us up until 7 or 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I just, I, probably get, actually, I actually probably do get up a bit earlier than most mornings. That's because you got to do, you got to do things like going to church and stuff. And <laughs> I think maybe, maybe we do the stockings in the morning. I still do stockings. You just get some like cho- chocolate orange and some other yeah. stuff shopped in there. I think there's maybe also. Maybe do stockings in the morning. Yeah, there's there's also there's an element of like not wanting to waste the day at Christmas as well. Like if you're if I was if I was up and just lying in bed, I don't think I'd feel that good about myself. But equally, I I do not get an opportunity to do that. My family is very very much first thing in the morning on Christmas. I think it's half seven or eight. They'll we'll wake up and uh, I I have three siblings, so we'll normally get up and do like our presents from each other in the morning, like while we're waiting for our parents to get up um 
and uh, that's kind of one that we've just kept through from childhood to now that we're I mean we're not all adults now but we're all old enough um and then we'll kind of go in and we we basically just do presents first thing for for us we don't uh we don't don't wait around <laughs> but the, my family is very eager uh I would absolutely lie in for longer I just I'm very much in the minority here and I don't get a say in it basically I would be happy to lie in until later on on Christmas but don't get a chance I know that sounds a bit a bit grinchy but I, I like to sleep and waking up in the morning is just breaks my heart whenever I have to get up early so that's that's me but I I have to get up I've got no say so I'm uh I'm, I'm always happy to do that it's not like I'm grumbling waking up on Christmas day it's still it's of all the days to wake up early I, I can I can manage with Christmas like but any other day I would not be in a good mood at all uh but Christmas I think is that's it's allowed Christmas Day, it's a lot. I was just thinking there. Everyone in my house is now an adult. I, I mean, I'm the youngest and I'm a few years into being an adult. <laughs> so there's no something that doesn't visit our house anymore. Um, yeah, every Christmas Eve, we do still have to put out a, a tumbler of whiskey for Santa, and it's always drank by the morning. <laughs> which is weird and in recent years he's been asking for like half a litre as well it's really <laughs> <laughs> and then every Christmas morning it's dry I don't know <laughs> I worry about Santa more and more every year <laughs> I mean that's weird at my at my house he just asked for like a 12 crate of beer and it's it's it is also gone every Christmas morning too I, I don't I don't know I think Santa it started off as like hot chocolate and, and cookies and now it's 12 crates and an entire pie i don't i don't really that, I don't just really it. reacted to lockdown the same way the rest of us have yeah 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 oh, it's hard for everyone have you seen have you seen that well, that's what apparently that's apparently a thing now uh parents tell because obviously the classic one was always you don't behave you don't santa won't be bringing any presents at christmas and people used to use that all year round mm-hmm. now it's like stuff like now, listen, if you don't follow the COVID rules, Santa will have to self-isolate and uh, there'll be no Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's good, oh, though. That's that is, that's very good. Make sure you put your sanitizer on or else Santa won't be able to come into the house. Come on. Dolly, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a few years old now. I'm not sure if anyone ever did it, but I remember the one was people saying what you should do is you should put a bunch of empty presents under the tree at the start of December <laughs> yeah, and yeah. any time the child, child misbehaves just throw one of them in the Pick fire not actually in the fire. A present, but... yeah <laughs> that is absolute gold evil genius but gold as well I don't know if I could even if I was a parent if I would have the heart to do that but I would want to do it so badly I just don't know if I would actually if I'd be able to follow through with it or not but the idea is hilarious i'd just be a little bit afraid of scarring my children but I, apart from that, I i don't think it would help you because they would just go fully hysterical i think if they thought yeah. you'd throw one of their presents on the fire <laughs> but oh my god that would be so funny oh, do you remember i don't know if this is still a thing anymore i remember when i was younger on a few people's houses that have this you remember people used to get uh chocolate christmas ornaments that you would it was just it was just a wrapped chocolate. It's actually just string. Oh, yeah, you put yeah. it up and you used to get you were able to take off the tree and eat one. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but I remember people used to do that. 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember having those like little kind of foil wrapped Santas and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Hang- yeah, I do remember that. I don't know if that's the thing now. I feel like those really crappy quality chocolates wrapped in tinfoil aren't really things anymore either. Like even at Easter and stuff, you used to get absolute garbage tier chocolate. And now it feels like you, you can only get the good stuff. It's a bit of a shame, yeah. really. Yeah, Worst honest, chocolate should exist at holidays, I think. There's no point wasting good chocolate on kids. And all the <laughs> stuff. What? Give them the crappy powdery chocolate. That is true. They don't care. Like, would you be giving a child like lint or something? Then? Just throw them whatever you find down the back of the cupboard. True, they yeah. That is true. No, they don't care at all. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about people... You're talking about kids eat through stuff like eat grass and worms and stuff. Not... <laughs> also, I mean, just the just just the mention of chocolate is enough to make a kid want to eat it. It could be like it could be barely chocolate. I'm pretty sure as a child, I once ate like basically cooking chocolate just because someone told me it was chocolate. And it, cooking chocolate is disgusting, chocolate <laughs> but the the fact that it was chocolate. I was like, absolutely, I will eat this. And it's like 99% cocoa or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really like it. But but it was chocolate, and so I ate it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Kids are well, you dumb, can decide, whatever. You can decide what's worse, that or the fact when you grow up, everyone pretends to like absolutely horrid chocolate. Like, yeah, this uh, <laughs> uh, escargot-infused uh, Sicilian blue chocolate, which has passed through the uh, emo glands of a mountain cat is just divine. Yeah, I disagree. the The fanciest I get with chocolate is dark chocolate. I will eat. I'll eat dark chocolate, and uh, I actually I do genuinely enjoy dark chocolate. And but that's it. I will go no further than the richest of the rich chocolate. That's it's be, it's just it's just cocoa powder, uh, but also you rolled it in a leaf or whatever, <laughs> and that's nice. I. I disagree. There's no way. That is not dessert. That is soil, basically, is what you've tried to feed me. It's ground, and uh, I'm not falling for it. Yeah, Actually, that is that is adults Adults trying to be fancy. Just just eat a galaxy bar. Come on. Just I, do, I, honestly, do it. I find what I buy more often than if I want chocolate is I'll get just get a regular Capri's dairy milk. I honestly think that's hard to beat. It is. It's... it's tough to improve upon i think it's the only way you know the only reason to do something different is for variation rarely it's about quality though i think if it's it's pretty much as good as it gets there's definitely it's not really worse to me than any other chocolate it's just sometimes you want a different flavor but in terms of the quality no way dairy milk is pretty pretty perfect it's not chocolate but that like uh evil gland thing's a real thing uh it's the most expensive (laughs) coffee on earth is made yeah. using cocoa beans, which have been passed through the droppings of some sort of mountain cat. Uh, as apparently absolutely delicious, but I, I think it's doubt a hard it. sell, to be honest. <laughs> I doubt it's delicious. I mean, it, also, I feel like it would be so wasted on me because it's 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 going to taste like coffee, you know? <laughs> it could be then. I feel like I could have the nicest coffee ever. It it's not going to be like so nice that I could never drink a normal coffee again. You know, it's still going to basically be coffee. And I think coffee is just fine. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't think it's, it's worth having really. You got to be just so decadent to, to want to drink something like that. But well, it's like anything, you know, we were talking about chocolate. I mean, it'd 
beer as well, but with coffee, it's just when you get enough, there are people who get enough into it that they become aficionados and they start trying really weird things to say it's the best type or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it gets further and further away from the original purpose of it, which being coffee for most people is just to give them a kick up the backside and yeah. get and so they can actually face the have the energy to face the test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, being that, said, that took a dark I, turn. <laughs> I, I I don't drink coffee. Well, not not that I've got anything against caffeine or anything. I just don't drink it. But I do really like coffee cake and oh, other coffee flavored stuff. Like I, I do like the taste of coffee. Yeah. Uh, coffee and walnut cake. And you can get either you can get as they do their own version and Marks and Spencer's do their own version. That's a really nice flavor of cake, coffee and walnut. Definitely. Well, that'll bring us on. Uh, that's that's related enough to one of the biggest topics at Christmas, which is the Christmas dinner. Obviously, so much can go into a Christmas dinner. You can go simple. You can go incredibly complex. You can do 16 different dishes. Everybody kind of goes a little bit different. Everybody's got their own thing. Uh, I think a lot of families will have like one specific weird extra thing that no one else does a lot of the time at Christmas. Um, but when it comes to your Christmas dinner, look, what what are you thinking is the the perfect Christmas dinner or the best bits? Obviously essentials, but what? Give me a rundown. What what are you thinking is the perfect thing? Well, I don't I don't know if this is a thing everyone does, but we always have a starter, which I quite like. It's uh, mm-hmm. salmon and. You only ever see them at Christmas. They are definitely a Christmas thing. They're, just, they're like these mini flatbread things. Mm. And you put the salmon on it and there's a sauce, which I don't know the flavour of, but it's also nice. Yeah, we always start with the starter. And then the main course, there's nothing I, I would say is particularly out there in our Christmas dinner. It's a turkey, ham, um, stuffing, some pigs and blankets your choice of vegetables that's like all the standard potato varieties uh plus carrots and brussels sprouts and stuff i would i would uh tend to not take brussels sprouts i won't well i'll have one or two just because you should really have some at christmas i'm not i don't hate them i don't really like them that much either but strategy i've started doing the past few years with the christmas dinner and uh, I think this is going to be very controversial. Is I, <laughs> I still take a big portion from a first go round, but I've actually decreased the size of my first portion, so I I can be more tactical with what I take in the seconds. Like, mm. you know, you, you don't want to go big in your first go round. You're like you're having to compromise what you want from your seconds. Yeah, because I, I, I feel I, like first go round, you want to make sure you get a bit of everything, so you don't yeah. want to go too much of anything, because then you're struggling to finish that first round and then your second round is minimal and a, a, a per effort really you gotta yeah maximize that second round i i agree with that i don't think that's well it's not controversial to me i suppose some people will see some people i think will will only go one quarter or one one round anyway they'll do everything in one and they'll get everything as much as they can on their plate but i don't know i feel like that's that makes more sense to me yeah Oh, the, well, the other thing is obviously you do the Christmas crackers at the start. I uh, yeah. unfortunately tend to tear my crown quite often because I have a really big head. Um, I, not to mention a ridiculous amount of hair as well. A crown yeah. getting onto your head is just a miracle if it even goes on in the first place. Honestly, the hair helps a bit. It sort of softens it. I think it was worse <laughs> than the short hair. 
This sort of um, acts as a buffer. I I tell you the main uh, thing that changes two main things change each year as whatever my, my mom's the ham my mom does is always perfect which changes what she does the glaze with every year so some years it's sort of like an apple cider glaze some years it's been a coca-cola glaze which is actually yeah, i think that was a, to get quite popular yeah that was a nigella recipe i think that absolutely took the world by storm for some reason yeah. and i have been pushing for her to do an iron brew glaze, <laughs> but so far she's not been receptive to that idea <laughs> uh that is so funny <laughs> The other main thing that changes each year is what cut of the turkey you get. I always try to get the leg, but you know, there's only two, so you don't get it every year. Mm. Uh, no, that's that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would be pretty similar. Ours is, I think, mostly standard. I suppose uh, two two main things. Firstly, uh, we would be, and I, I don't think this is that controversial, but <laughs> from time to time, we would be sort of 50-50 every year on whether we'll do turkey or chicken. We sometimes do chicken just because some our family doesn't really love turkey particularly and also it's kind of makes just a bit more sense sometimes because a couple of the people don't really like turkey and my mom doesn't particularly like cooking it either uh, i think she finds it harder to cook than chicken sometimes so we'll sometimes go for chicken just to make it easier sometimes we don't it's just kind of whatever we we feel like in the year so i guess that's maybe controversial to some people but i i think chicken and turkey are well, close enough <laughs> I, i'll tell you what he would almost be in agreement with you except you're getting the wrong type of chicken south koreans uh, oh. everyone in south korea has kfc on christmas day <laughs> i have heard that before actually but i completely forgot until you said that uh no we, we don't do kfc but <laughs> maybe this year that would be even easier for my mom to cook to be oh, fair you, you, i think you just have to get it uh, the night before as, oh. <laughs> as far as i'm aware kfc's here do not open on christmas day maybe they do uh, well reheated second day kfc for christmas mm. oh what a tradition <laughs> that sounds like that may cause disease sounds like it would ruin christmas <laughs> i mean some kfc's will cause you disease in your first school <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll not get too deep into that because that's that's There's some dodgy hole. stories there, yeah. <laughs> um, the other big thing for us that would be different is, uh, it's, I think last year would have been our first year doing it, is that um, a few of my family are vegetarian as well, or like uh, we have, well, my, my dad and my sister are vegetarian, and then my, my other sister is like, just eats reduced amounts of meat, so she'll eat some vegetarian stuff as well. Um, so because of that, we've had to adapt the Christmas dinner. They obviously can't have, turkey and ham but they don't really want to like just sit down to a, a plate of veg and potatoes so they'll do like um basically like a stuffing but a, a more substantial version of stuffing so it'll maybe have like uh chickpeas or beans or, or some other form of like pulse in it to beef that up and then the rest will be like a pretty standard stuffing recipe which is, is quite cool i think that's that's a, a pretty good way of doing it um so that would be our like biggest difference i think at christmas is that we would have that kind of weird uh stuffing vegetarian substitute <laughs> but uh i suppose that's probably more and more common now because like vegetarian and veganism is pretty much like that's that's a pretty standard thing for a lot of people now so i'm sure there's plenty of people that do something different at christmas um i don't know whether some people go for like the meat substitutes instead or, and stuff but generally there wasn't any like turkey or ham substitutes that seemed that uh that great for them and they, they enjoy that stuffing thing as well so that's that's our biggest difference um, they never been tempted by a tofurkey. 
No, no, surprisingly not. They're um, not not big into the tofu. They've had it a couple of times. I, I think it's it's fine, but I think they honestly they they like the veg stuff and and sort of the the pulses and things like that to beef that up instead. And I think they're they're pretty happy to do that and kind of make their own flavors with my my dad's pretty good cook and like my sisters would be as well. So I think they're happy enough to not have to fake it. <laughs> they can they can get some good flavor out of veg too, which is very true. There's plenty of good ways you can cook stuff. So I think that's fair enough. Um the only other thing is my dad will try every year to make something weird because my dad it really enjoys cooking and he always he's just obsessed with like throwing something random into the mix because he'll be in the mood for it. So I think last year he ended up making falafel at Christmas as well, just as an extra course to add on to the to add on to to the table. But he will he will always go for something. He'll always try and throw some random extra thing on. So you'll always have like a little uh, sort of traditional Christmas spread and then some extra thing that my dad's rustled up. Um, I think that's a kind of quite funny Christmas dinner tradition to just see what the random extra bit is. But uh, it always goes down well. It's always nice that extra random thing will uh, will come in handy or maybe that, you know, later in the evening when you go back for that Christmas leftover sandwich, which is one of my favorite parts of Christmas Day. Um, always nice to see what, what random stuff is left over. That's definitely, definitely a highlight for me uh, to go back, back in the oh. evening and fill yourself up again. <laughs> Tell you what, I completely forgot the element of the Christmas dinner, the the dessert. Ah, yeah, yeah, the dessert. Ah, there's always the Christmas pudding, but I don't like Christmas pudding, so I'll no. just usually have whatever else is an offer, which is different. Usually, each year, sometimes it's trifle, sometimes it's uh, a Yule log. I really like it if it's a Yule log. I love Yule log. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm a big fan I mean, of the Yule log. Also, Yule logs just like. Sometimes Gordian knot and all that, just the simplest ideas are sometimes the best. Gordian, yeah. Uh, the Yule Log's just chocolate cake. Oh, but you want more chocolate around it? Yes, we can make that happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Such a great idea. Mm-hmm. What if chocolate cake, but round? I guess chocolate cake is already round, but different shape round, different type of round. Well, why is it not like an all year round thing? I mean, it'd be, maybe it makes it more special, but like... Well, that's what, a, that's what like a year round. caterpillar cakes are. They're basically a yearly Yule log. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, why, and that's why people love them so much. That's why. I tell you what, you log, you the prices? It's not like Marks and Spencer's reference. They're ripping a backside out if it was their price now. It's like... Yeah. A deposit down these days just to afford a call. <laughs> true, true. Brexit, am I right? Well, oh yeah. And they say this podcast isn't topical. We're not afraid to go with the hard with the hard hitting issues. Yeah, do things like call, say Brexit. I'm, I'm, we've been working on this for a few months. Calling the caterpillar expose, and we yeah, even remember yeah. put an accent on the e. Yeah, yeah come back for our final episode of the year it's just a it's a two-hour documentary we've been working on about calling the caterpillar <laughs> yeah we'll be don't expect to hear from us for a while we'll be going uh we'll be going silent for a bit after that whilst uh yeah. big emergencies comes after us yeah liberals won't <laughs> want to hear this but we've got, a, we've got a big calling the caterpillar episode coming <laughs> so anyway you were saying oh dessert yeah no it's just as simple as that uh <laughs> 
I don't like Christmas cake. I just don't. I don't. You know what? Most people say, "Oh, I don't like fruit cake." It's because mm-hmm. you sometimes because they don't like the raisins. I don't mind the fruit. It's whatever sponge is used in fruit cake, and this isn't just Christmas cake. Yeah, yeah. Sponge is used in Christmas cake. It's like it's dense vile. and malty. Yeah, it's it's, it's not. It's awful. It's not really cake. It's kind of just it's like f- fruit and gross bread. You you have have you watched David Copperfield? No. Well, I anyway, his mum, uh, not his mum, Uriah Heep, who's uh, the villain of uh, David Copperfield, or one of the villains. His mum makes a pound cake, which is apparently as thick as, as oh, thicker yeah. than treacle or something. As I sort of think it, it might be like it might taste like fruit cake, which would make it. I extra think unpleasant. I think pound cake is like fruit cake. Yeah, gross. No, thank you. I just don't get, I, I don't get how Christmas has been so popular. I almost feel like it might be one of those things that's only popular because it's a thing at Christmas. Yeah, it just has, it just has Christmas. It just has Christmas in the name. Yeah. The brandy or the brandy. branding? No, the brandy. She's covered in brandy and then some yeah. bit. Bit of both. Brandy and branding. That's both, yeah. I think. And they sound similar. It's all connected. This goes right to the top. I do enjoy the flambe. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think just flambe all of the desserts and that's and then you can solve solve that problem both ways um yeah i'm i'm a big fan of all those desserts i think yolog is is definitely one of my favorites at christmas and it's still like a christmasy themed dessert too which is even better um but i'm also a big fan of just like sitting sitting watching tv and, and pigging out on some quality streets and stuff too um yeah. now that's always a controversial one uh about your which uh, which of the big the big tins is your favorites and which sweets are the best within them and all of that comes up every year. Uh, we could spend a long time on that. So we'll just we'll just go with your favorite, your favorite of, of the boxes. So you've got roses, quality streets, heroes, celebrations. Anything else I'm missing there, really? Unless you want to point like milk dry and stuff like that, definitely fade spam. No, that's that that's not that's, nah, nah, nah. I have those four. Those are the big four at Christmas, I think. Um what what would your favorite be of those four? I'd say celebrations because and it's it's tight between it and Quality Street, but celebrations nab it by having the mul- the Malteser, uh, one which I think is the best thing in any of the selection boxes, and the fact that Quality Street trying to work out what you're actually about to open is an absolute pain in the ass. And always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll always have to go through like one or two things that are just rubbish until you get sort of get into the good ones. <laughs> That's why I just eat the green triangles first because they're like I can look at it. That's the green triangle. Like <laughs> green triangle. No confusion. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I suppose the the people probably don't know that you are also colorblind. Oh yeah, it's not color. It's not color. Like I mean, I, I mean, it I'm wouldn't sure it matter. Matter if oh. I, Well, no, it wouldn't matter if I was like, okay, that one's red, that one's green. Uh, I, it, it's not those ones that are confusing me. It's like. <laughs> is this purple one the the truffle or is this purple one like yeah, something gross yeah. like a erupting marzipan uh, <laughs> volcano crap or whatever I, I don't know that's, oh, that's, yeah, that, that's my favorite actually <laughs> that actually erupting sounds quite nice marzipan volcano crap <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, I mean if that was one I would be eating that for even if it was disgusting just the fact that it was called erupting marzipan <laughs> volcano crap just an absolute nonsense name. Absolutely. I've eaten that first every time. 
Leave oh, save me, save me, save me one erupting marzipan volcano crap, would you? Don't they need all them they, on me. They could call most of them like that, because most of them, the name doesn't even give you a clue. This one called True. the purple one. Yeah, and it's like the Velvet one. Dream. What What the hell was that? I'm sure it doesn't have velvet in it, and it sure as hell doesn't have dreams in it, so what am I about to eat? Useless. But I would at least say it does show the quality. They're quality streams, nice. despite that. It's still very good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just narrowly prefer celebrations. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Celebrations are my favourite as well. Um, I think actually Heroes would be my second favourite, though. I think just there's not really any of those that I don't like, whereas Quality Street and, and Roses, there'll be a couple that I'm not as fussed on. Not that any of them are really bad. But <laughs> it's, it's pretty close between all four, I think, but I think celebrations definitely take it for me. It's just I I could literally eat every single one of them. Celebrations is the one that like I would go in blind and I'll be happy with whatever I pick out every time. It'll be something I like, so I'm always pretty happy with that. Um, so that's that's why it edges it for me, for yeah. sure, for sure. I feel like most people's fun, and it's not like there's anything wrong with them. But I feel like for most people's uh, celebrations box, it always ends up being uh. At least two of the three of Bounty, Twix, and Mars left. Yeah, there's always always some Milky Ways in there too. But it's a uh, yeah, you gotta feel a bit bad for those guys. But I I like all of them, so I'm I'm always yeah, pretty happy like at the end of celebrations. I'll just munch away. But yeah, it's definitely gotta feel sorry for those ones. They just always end up being at last. I think it's because people work their way through the Maltesers and Galaxy like locusts. Yeah, yeah. Like I know. That's why I actually it's just stripping an entire field of crops. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I prefer to sort of go in blind a bit whenever I go for those because it means it's it's more random. You're not you're not fishing for anything in particular, and then you don't get like five Maltesers in a row. Not that there's not that there's ever even five Maltesers in those celebrations. It's an absolute scam. But <laughs> I don't even get that though because there definitely is less of the really good ones, but they cost more money than make or something. Or is it just like? spite that they do it that way i think it's just it's just something for people to talk about maybe it's like it's it's creating false demand maybe that maybe those ones aren't even better maybe it's all a trick they've they've falsified you to think that those ones are the best when actually they're not at all imagine one year they just change it there's like three mars bars in in it instead and gradually over time they start to become the favorite that oh maybe maybe the celebrations people are just making a it's a large social experiment. Do you think the Twixes are left Twix or right Twix or a mixture? Ooh, I think they uh, they cut them, the left and right Twixes, into like 10 pieces, and then they take one one slice from each side, da, 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 put it all together and, and remelt it. So it's a every bite, every every centimeter is a different a different right. side of the Twix. That's my theory. I, I know it's more logical that it would be a mix, but think about it this way. When we look at the adverts, left Twix and right Twix are two separate factories. Yes. And then, so, and then they're packaged together. One factory, by definition, will have made more Twixes than the other. So surely yeah. it makes sense that it would be the surplus from the factory that makes more at the end of the year that gets uh, put into the celebrations box. So it could change depending on your year. Like you yeah. can take your vintage 2007 uh, celebrations and it's all left Twix but then maybe mm. this year it'll be all right Twix. Yeah potentially. I don't know. 
Well, well, we'll need to do some more research and get back to it. But I would expose time. I think so. That's next year sorted already. Write it down. <laughs> um. Oh, all this talk about food. I'm getting hungry talking about it. But I feel like we've covered pretty much everything that you could possibly eat on Christmas Day. Uh, until you get hungry an hour later and then eat again. It's pretty much against the rules to not be absolutely stuffed beyond compare all day on Christmas Day. The moment the moment a tiny bit of space gets freed in your stomach, it's straight to the kitchen to, to get something to fill it, uh, at you least could, for me. Yeah, you could literally drink like 10 pints on Christmas Day and you wouldn't be drunk because <laughs> you just lined your stomach yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of drinks, it's, it's a big part of Christmas for for everybody really even even soft drinks are a big thing at christmas you got to get the schlur in the schlur whatever you way you pronounce it uh if you're if you're a young person as you say non-alcoholic bucks fizz as well there's there's something just about christmas and getting a either a fancy drink or just a drink that you don't have that often or something at christmas time because it's you know something that makes it feel like a one-off or like it's special um but when it comes to christmas for you look do you do any drinks in particular that feel christmassy or are you still Sticking Bucks to the fizz. standards, what what do you go for? Bucks fizz, absolutely, absolutely. Bucks fizz. Uh, 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 either have we either buy bucks fizz or we have normal champions add orange just to to make bucks fizz. I think in case in the off chance we have any American listeners, bucks fizz is the name for. Uh, oh, it's, it's the one they have at brunch. I've forgotten mimosas. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I think I think uh, they're called mimosas and. This, outside of the uk i was gonna say in the states but i think bucks fizz might only be a uk <laughs> thing i i it sounds aggressively uk doesn't it i i think it i, I keep every time bucks fizz gets brought i keep thinking i have to google later did the band come first or were the band <laughs> named after the drink i feel like it's the band named after the drinks but then where did bucks fizz come from but then where did that come from as well well, I assume the because the fizz part is the the champagne, so that that makes sense. It's the bucks part, I guess, must have something to do with oranges or orange juice at the time that bucks fizz was invented. But uh, that would be my guess. So I I imagine the drink came first. I I would be pretty pretty sure. I would hedge my bets with that. Um, but yeah, bucks fizz is pretty Christmassy. I'm not like a big champagne guy, but bucks fizz is is definitely an easier way to drink champagne. Uh, and it does it feels it feels Christmassy it feels like a little feels like the start of a party doesn't it Bucks Fizz yeah I, I do have to uh, I do have to admit uh, I uh, I really like Champagne or Prosecco because to be honest most uh, probably most cases you have Champagne is actually Prosecco yeah uh, I really like it but I do feel like to a certain extent it's probably wasting on me because I, I drink it way too quickly you're <laughs> yeah. really supposed to savour it it's yeah, it's so nice. Uh, but at least Bugs Fizz is good for that because you're only really you're taking less champagne per drink. But yeah, sort of a uh, then we'll probably just have a pint or two later of beer. And with dinner, I don't actually tend to like drinking alcohol with my dinner. Uh, so I like I'd that as well. Uh, yeah, I'd usually share. I don't, I feel like food makes a lot of alcohol taste bad. I think, yeah, I, there no. People always talk about beer pairing well with food. I always think food makes beer taste really weird. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that too. Like there's there's certain things that I think uh, drinks will go well with, but generally it's very much, it's a dime a dozen really. Like I, I don't, it's rare that I'd 
feel like drinking any alcohol while I'm eating. But to be fair, most of the time I just I just drink water when I'm drinking as well. Even soft drinks, like I'd I'd need I would have water as well as even a soft drink if I was drinking with dinner too. Like I would I I pretty much just drink water to hydrate while I eat. Um, but that's good. Whenever I sit down to to eat dinner, I'm I'm all about the food really at that point. That's what my mind's on. I, I'm not really concerning myself with the a drink at that point. I'm kind of just I want to I want to taste what I'm eating, you know. Um, but that's that's for me at least whenever I'm eating. But I I definitely agree. I wouldn't like I wouldn't drink alcohol that much when I'm eating. Uh, yeah. for me, Christmassy drinks. Yeah, obviously like Bailey's is a big one oh, for me. Yeah. We would do like um. Uh, my mom always calls them a calypso coffee. I'm not sure if this is specifically what a calypso coffee is, but uh, basically a, a coffee made with uh, Tia Maria or like Kahlua, any kind of coffee liqueur. Um, and then you can put normal cream on the top or Irish cream if you want. So it's basically uh, a normal size version of the shot of Baby Guinness, <laughs> but like made up to up to size, um, which I know you'd think would be a Guinness, but it's not. Um, it's, it's coffee. Uh, but that's that's always a nice one. I don't know. It's not Christmassy, but it it's. I feel like coffee liqueur and Bailey's is like a pretty Christmassy thing. So I I would pretty much have them at Christmas. I think it's also because my mom like my mom used to never drink at all, and then she drinks a little bit now, but she she's never been like a fan of drinking. Um, so Christmas would have been the only time she really drank, and that would have been what she would have kind of during the day at Christmas. So I think that's why I associate it with Christmas and seem like still now she'll only drink that really at Christmas. Um, and I guess it's the only time that we would have like Baileys and stuff in the house as well. So that's probably why, but it's not like the drink itself isn't particularly Christmassy. It, it tastes like coffee, <laughs> but it's uh, it's very nice. Good way to start Christmas day. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> not first thing. I think uh, especially not when my family's waking me up so early. There's no way I could face it at that point. But uh, once you get, once you get well settled into Christmas, I think, it's a good time to start drinking a little something something. I tell you what, one a little bit off topic was become really popular recently. Espresso martinis, yeah, yeah. What? Anytime I've been out with someone, they've ordered an espresso martini. It usually is their first time having it, and they drink it, and they're just like, "This is vile." <laughs> I, I, I don't hate it, but I tend to more be on that side of the argument than saying, "Oh, they're fantastic." I don't yeah. think it's that nice, but like super popular right now. I, anyways, there is always just drinks in fashion. I mean, it was porn star martini, martinis for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, old fashions, I think, are still quite popular. I've not had one of those now, but yeah, it's like espresso martinis at the moment. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I've had an espresso martini before. Uh, I just thought it tasted like coffee. I didn't really, I, I guess I could see like, I could see the appeal because it wasn't particularly strong. Uh, it didn't taste particularly strong, but obviously there is quite a lot of alcohol in it. But I, I guess that's maybe the appeal. I didn't find it delicious or anything. I, I I would drink one, but I would I would only have one, and I don't think I would ever pick it. I would just drink it if someone gave me it. But I'd, it would be unlikely that I'd order one unless I really took a notion to have it for some reason. But uh, no, I much prefer like the coffee liqueur and stuff if I'm gonna have a coffee coffee drink. Um, but I, I, I guess generally you like think it. caffeine and maybe not so much. You really have one or two drinks. It's probably fine. I feel like ca- if you're having a few drinks, caffeine's just baffling that. Yeah, it's just, no, just a I, great I way to wake up in the middle of would, the night with your yeah. heart literally pounding out of your chest. Yeah, I would absolutely never do that. You couldn't drink even like 
regardless of the caffeine, you can drink coffee-based drinks all night. That would be insane. Just what that that's that is a crazy person thing to do. Uh, I would <laughs> I'd be dead. I'd be home in an hour if I was doing that. <laughs> you probably wouldn't uh, get drunk actually because you'd so yeah. much just be buzzed. You just you, you would just feel awful. <laughs> yeah. But I guess some people do it and have a good time. But for me, at least, that would that would not be. I guess I'm saying this, but equally, I would never do it, so I would never know. <laughs> I don't think I could ever convince myself to do that. Seems like such a bad idea. Um, but yes, I, I enjoy having the the one coffee and and Bailey's or whatever. Uh, some kind of coffee or Bailey's based drink on Christmas is always pretty Christmassy. Um. I must say I'm never wanted to just go for like a Bailey's over ice, but I'm not, I don't really like anything that's super milky or creamy. So I guess that's why, <laughs> but, uh, my, my sisters would quite like that. And my, my Nana is one of her absolute favorite drinks. So I, I do still think of it as being quite Christmassy as well because of that. But I, every, I think everyone drinks Bailey's at Christmas, don't they? So that's a pretty, probably I've a pretty been, Christmassy thing. I've been having Bailey's a salted caramel uh, extra thick cream on my mince pies recently. It's been very wow, nice. <laughs> that sounds intense, but it's pretty good also. Um, not a big mince pies guy. I've tried to sort of, I've come around to them more recently. I, I sort of trying to wean myself onto them. I find them a bit gross as a as a child, but try, I'm coming around to them a bit more. I think they're just uh, they're. I think we never had them when I was growing up, so they always seem so weird. And I think they are weird. Like if you don't, if you're not used to eating them they are a bit of a weird thing to have for the first time so it was a, a bizarre experience like trying <laughs> trying them but they're uh, uh, they're not bad i did a complete one eating on them like mm. probably right while now ago maybe we first started liking them uh when when my granny gave them to me that would have been around p7 because that's when i was going to her house after school so mm. yeah that would have been the guts of 10 years ago I, just, I used to hate them, and then just one year I had them. I was like, I love, I love this, and I've been a mass, I've been a big mince pie guy ever since. Nice. I nice. have no idea why. I mean, it's not even the filling isn't really even stuff I would usually. Eat. I'm not like a big fan of raisins and stuff like that. And, no, like, me neither. It just works for me. Yeah, and it and it does feel like a little bit of Christmas. Um, but listen, that's that's a lot we've talked about there. Is there any other Christmas traditions or things that you? do or like at christmas that you want to you want to give some parting wisdom about christmas time uh, a last message about the the christmas day and what what you should or shouldn't do to have the perfect christmas and uh, yeah you, your dog will not know when to pull himself away from the fire so do it for him eventually you don't want them to get a roast bottom that's good advice that's good advice I was expecting some a beautiful bit of sentiment there, but I that's that's a good place to leave it. Uh, no, of course, uh, have a very merry Christmas. We're we're not done yet, but just when it comes to this, with this uh, topic, um, the most important thing, you know, we're we're talking about our perfect Christmases here, but when it comes to your perfect Christmas, just whatever makes you happy, have a have a very good Christmas and 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 do do your own things. Everyone has their own traditions and everybody has little things they like to do. And I'm sure some people listening probably don't celebrate Christmas all that much either. And uh, whatever, whatever makes you happy, I think is the best way you can possibly spend Christmas. So there's a, there's a nice, a nice bit of holiday cheer for you as we, uh, as we finish up and move into our next section. So our next section is, have you seen this to wrap up? Cause it's been a, a pretty long episode today. We had a lot of Christmassy things to say. Um, 
this is where we talk about what we've been watching or reading or doing over the last week or so, and we have a little chat about it. So, look, have you seen West Side Story 2021? Uh, no, because it's been in cinemas for, like, half a week. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah. to be in America. That could be great nice. in America. Everything yeah. great in America. I love that song, to be fair. Never watched West Side Story, but I love that song. Oh, wow. Well, uh, you absolutely should watch this then. Um, West Side Story, for anyone who doesn't know, is a a very old school musical um, based off the the story of Romeo and Juliet. Follows kind of a similar story. Um, Two gangs in New York in, I want to say, 1937, something like that. Give or take. It's hard to say. they are rival gangs, the, the Jets and the Sharks, the, the Jets being uh, all white, mostly like kind of Irish descent and the Sharks being the Puerto Ricans, uh, sort of a, a growing uh, kind of people in New York at the time. And it sort of talks about the, the tensions that arose with that happening in the city. Um, this version of it, the, the new one, Steven Spielberg directed, it's got some, some pretty great people in it. Ansel Elgort plays the the Romeo character Tony, um, but it also like it focuses on some different things than the old one. It's sort of for me, it was I I absolutely loved it. Um, I I like West Side Story, the original, and it's also a stage musical as well as a, a movie. Um, I I like it, but it's never been like one of my favorite musicals at all. I, it's it's a classic, and it's hard to kind of um fault too much because it it is good, but a lot of it I kind of. Uh, I'm just indifferent to, but I, I absolutely loved this one. Um, I will say, not not that it's a fault of the movie. Obviously, it's it's meant to be. The story gets really really sad, which obviously it does. It's it's Romeo and Juliet. It's a it's a tragedy. It's it's literally meant to be tragic. But um, <laughs> for me, it just it gets so sad and so down in kind of the second half of the film, as does like the show. This isn't anything to do with the new film. It's just that I always forget about that because like, look, you were singing one of the songs there, America from it, which is a very upbeat and fun song. And there's a couple other songs in kind of the first act that are very fun and upbeat as well. And then it's just, boy, oh boy, it's just real sad and just relentlessly sad as well, kind of right towards the end. Uh, And I always forget that because I'm thinking in my head, I'm singing along to all the happy, fun songs and dancing along. And then I forget, oh my God, this movie is just tragic. <laughs> um, but I absolutely loved it. There's so many great things in it. I think some absolute improvements on the original, uh, other things they changed, I didn't have any problem with, but I, I'm sure if maybe if you're like a really big fan of the originals or, or of the stage show, uh, you might not be as happy that they changed certain things if you're kind of precious about that. But I'm not at all precious with this, uh, this musical. So seeing this version of it, I, I was really happy there's also there's no massive changes that i think anyone would be annoyed about uh but i i was very pleasantly surprised i've seen a lot of people saying it's really good which is is cool i always happy to see a musical do well because it just we're getting more and more these days and i'm always happy to see a a new musical so i was very pleased with this um look it was it was awesome very good good. i also went to the cinema this week i think i've been to the cinema twice since we last did the podcast uh, one of which I one of the movies I know you've seen I saw June earlier today it's it's somehow still in theaters and everyone <laughs> keeps saying oh you've got to see it in the cinema you wouldn't be doing the movie justice if you saw it in cinema 
Uh, I tend to agree with that. But anyway, I'll, I'll save that for another time. I feel like we might do a more in-depth discussion about June, so I'll, I'll talk about the other one. So, Reese, have you seen House of Gucci? I have not seen House of Gucci. Well, for those of you who don't know, House of Gucci is a biopic uh, directed by Rid- Sir Ridley Scott, starring uh, as an all-star cast, uh, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, uh, Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, uh, Jared Leto, who they presumably managed to pe- peel away from his desert cult for a few weeks to film, uh, and uh, Salma Hayek in a featured role. Uh, I'm not... Can I actually even really go into too much depth? Because uh, uh, the, the whole plot thing, the plot in itself is a spoiler, but it's, it, it basically charts uh, the life of uh, Maurizio Gucci and his uh, wife, Reggiani uh, Gucci, uh, and how they uh, took control of the Gucci empire and and, and it charts their lives from, I, I'm trying to get the dates right, I think the 70s to mid-90s. But anyway, really good movie. Uh, had a pretty long run time, I think, at two and a half hours, but it does justify it. And um, fashion was absolutely gorgeous. I think they were... Ooh. Allowed to use uh, actual Gucci products in the the movie. I mean, we're not talking like modern, not nothing wrong with modern Gucci, but we're talking like old fashioned Gucci. So yeah, uh, I mean, some of us, some of the stuff was absolutely gorgeous. Like, I mean, there's one scene where Adam Driver is wearing a polo neck with a, a jacket and trousers. Everyone in this mu- movie, apart from Jared Leto's character, which was intentional, is. <laughs> unbelievably well-dressed for the whole thing. I mean, I, I tell you what, because people don't get this. People don't get... Why do so many people find Adam Driver so hot? I honestly, I don't think anyone could walk out of this movie not thinking Adam Driver <laughs> is... It, it doesn't make sense, but he is one of the sexiest men alive. <laughs> no, no idea how, but he is. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but it, but it's true. Okay. Yeah, Some things don't need explained. Everyone's on form here. Uh, Adam Driver just continues to add to an already excellent portfolio. Uh, Lady Gaga in her um, probably one of her, her her first big movie role since she did uh, *Stars Born*, which I haven't seen, but I heard she was excellent in that as well. Uh, is also brilliant. Uh, honestly, the, the the studio got what they paid for. They paid for. Uh, possibly the uh the best cast uh this year second only to june and then they got their money's worth uh really good film I, I think uh i think it'll become a cult classic almost as the years go on just because it's it's so unique like yeah i haven't it, it just it worked it was really good i really enjoyed it very nice uh no i haven't seen it yet but you were you were recommending it to me before we even recorded the podcast so uh, i i think i will try and get to see that um if i if i can busy times coming up to christmas but uh if i if i can see that i definitely will because it sounds very good um i'm excited for that but listen it's been a long episode today we had a lot to say um but thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week for not the final episode of the year but the final uh 
big talky episode of the year. We've got a, a special coming out at the very end of the year to, to wrap everything up, but we'll be back next week to to kind of finish off talking uh, for, for the year. We've, uh, we've talked ourselves dry. So please come back for that. We'll be very happy to see you. Have a good Christmas, everybody. And we'll, we'll be back next week. If you want to follow us on social media, you can. We're on Instagram and Twitter. We have a subreddit. You can find us there, Crack and Banter. If you want to send us an email, send that to crackandbanterpod at gmail.com. Ask us a question, give us a recommendation. Tell us what's on your Christmas list uh, and we'll have a read at that. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Look, can you close us out, please? Yes, thank you for listening to the Crack and Banter podcast. Uh, I, I think if Tiny Tim had known jiu-jitsu, he probably could just beaten up Scrooge and stole his money. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Thank you.